0: Sports podcast. I said welcome to welcome to the dirty sports podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prayno. Welcome to Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Southern California, Joey Nochilprano. From the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California. Your background is tripping me out, man.
2: (laughs) I've just been playing around with different backgrounds. You can see if I move, I'm just sitting there with an ice pack on my bad knee. It looks like there's an arm coming out of my shoulder, but I was thinking this is what, you know. You gotta I got to I got to get back into the smut studio vibes. It's nice to see the dirty sports podcast presented by Miller
1: Lite. Yeah. It's good. So many memories. Yeah.
2: Memories.
1: I'd be lying if I didn't think of who's living there right now or maybe it's been multiple people since I left the smut studio. Yeah, I'd I'd be interested to hear like, if those walls could talk, right? Yeah. And, y- you know, it's, it's, if just- those
2: walls could s- talk, they would say, it's three in the morning. Are you really eating a cheese stick right now? <laughs> if those walls could talk, they'd be like, listen, we've got a fresh coat of paint on us. Carpets, can you do something about yourselves? I mean, you're fucking making us look bad.
1: Hey, man. I, I started turning around with that apartment. Yeah. This might be the, the mayor.
2: Fr- the mayor coming in like just breaking into your apartment randomly and uh cleaning your carpets. That was the, yeah. that was a legendary weekend.
1: Oh yeah, that was a legendary like, I was
2: gone. He was like, I power washed your carpets.
1: Yeah, that was a that was a total mayor move right there. When's well, the last time you talked to the mayor? Well, it's been about a uh, almost a year. Wow. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know where that, I don't, I don't know. If, I think that relationship might be on the. Uh... I'm going to have to,
2: I'm going to have to pop in some weekend, uh, some, some summer weekend, just see if pool volleyball is going on. They're like, what's up mayor.
1: You think he's still running it?
2: I mean, come on, where would the mayor go?
1: Well, this might be the final... like somebody it's like,
2: it's like somebody in the mid nineties, like taking a couple months off from watching baseball. Being like, yeah, hey, we, we should go down to let's go down to an Orioles game. See if Cal Ripkins uh, playing. Like, you think he's still playing? Yeah, where's
1: he going, guy? Yeah, sure. This might be the final episode at my parents' old house. Cause rip, rip Wall Street. The times they are a changing Well, this is probably yeah, not probably. This is the second most episode. This location is the second most ever dirty sports episodes outside of the Smut Studio. So the times are changing. I, uh, you know, I've been battling. If you guys go on my Twitter, I had some day one.
2: I knew this was. Gonna ha- I was so <laughs> certain that this was
1: going to happen. I had some day one issues with the house, with something with the AC unit, and it was spilling out stuff into my drain pipe. First of all, shout out to Dirtball Stolzi, who always calls into the show. I slid into his DMs end up calling him and uh, he helped me out a lot. He's actually gonna, he's going to come he's going to come to I don't even know what you call it. Dirty Sports headquarters 3.0 yeah. next next week he's going to do some work.
2: Yeah. Casa Roscoe. that's what we're calling it.
1: <laughs> Casa Rosco Hey, man, he, he can get his own room if he wants. No smoke room? Cool. Ros-
2: Roscoe's Chicken and Podcasts.
1: <laughs> That'd be a great podcast name. So, yeah. So, shout out to him. For I want, the,
2: out. The, the podcast I want, and I think you should start it, uh, is No Homeowner. And uh, just have people on who have literally, all your guests have to be people who just, who have bought a home in the last year, just complain about the things that happened in the first, just like in the first week. My sister will come on to five straight episodes. I knew this was going to happen because I watched Gabby by house and she was so excited. And like day two, she's like, oh, we got the keys today and the fucking septic. I need a new septic system. I was like, I, like, how does that even happen?
1: Well, look, I look, I'm still excited, but I, I didn't freak out. It was more of like disbelief. It was more. Of- yeah,
2: you should be still excited. I'm telling you, that's that's why I was like, we're going to have an Andy Ruther freak out because. You, what you're unaware of is like this happens to everybody but oh, everybody but everybody's so high yeah but not when they get one. it and then they're so low
1: not day one again if you look yeah. at my twitter feed i posted those pictures not day one also the freezer doesn't work so like It just doesn't get cold enough which we knew they they said they had had it repaired but but by the way the former owners have been the homeowners have actually been great and 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 they're going to take care of of that but yeah you you battle some things for sure my issue as you know and you're just gonna say well no shit ruther it's control issues so when there's like a issue that i can't handle like that where i don't know hvac stuff i don't know plumbing stuff yeah. i'm just like standing there what do i do because you you know me and control issues that's something that i battle dude it is creepy when you move i see joe prano from this is like back to the future yeah it's like joe preno from the past i do want to say before we jump into everything because we're talking about all this home stuff i got my carpets cleaned today oh hell yeah and you're gonna love
2: this you're at at Walt Street or at the New Place?
1: At the New Place. Okay. At uh what do you, what do you call it? Casa de Rosco.
2: Casa Roscoe yeah.
1: Casa Rosco. And gotten a great discussion. I'm already I thought of you because I'm already doing the door to door Kobe Bryant salesman. So right. so I want to give a shout out to uh to Ty who cut or who cut who who cleaned the carpet but but we agreed think about this i found somebody who agreed with me on kobe's status and then we talked all, all these other things and it's just like it's amazing that uh where i was and where i am now and i was telling him about that and we and and but he gave me a wild take he said steph top 5 and i was like all the
3: top time.
1: 5 <laughs> and what? i was like he, i was like yeah. i said look i agree he's top 5 as far as how he changed the game he's top five in yeah. my opinion
2: top five is that's that's reckless my you know what i found i was i was talking uh to uh, our friend tony calabrese who i mentioned on the show a couple episodes ago and he he's suddenly like late in his life become like a Derek Jeter stan for some reason. I think he just likes to have hot take arguments for things we say on the podcast because he's sort of a new listener. Um, but, you know, it it he sort of forced me to realize essentially all I care about, like I have I have some athletes I don't like for, you know, particular reasons like Carmelo Anthony is a selfish piece of shit who doesn't pass and derail my franchise further. Yeah. Um, you know, Tom Brady's a cheater. Um, like there are there, are, but for the most part, for the most part, all of my uh, athlete arguments, it, it simply comes down to overrated or underrated. That's it. That's literally all I care about is like when people think somebody's better than they are, I can't handle it. When somebody thinks people are worse than they are, I can't handle it. Now, if you're in the right realm, we can, we can agree to disagree, but when you're out there,
1: we could maybe create that as a game on the show. I just toss out an athlete, but like a lot of these would be easy. Like if I said, Tim Duncan, we're both going to say underrated,
2: underrated. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Underrated. If we say Kobe overrated, Kobe overrated. But if I say Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade, like, what do you say?
2: Dwayne Wade probably properly rated right put, but but maybe slightly overrated like you know you still gotta you gotta consider the thing uh like there was there's certainly been moments I think I think that Dwayne Roy possibly overrated pushing overrated nudging overrated is like when people use him like remember when he first remember when the remember when LeBron first joined the heat and they were like, who's going to be the alpha. You're like, what are we talking about? Yeah, That was stupid. <laughs> yeah. But that's the kind of thing where it's like that, just the fact that that conversation happened, but that that's like nudging overrated.
1: He got a finals MVP, I think in his third or fourth season yeah. and had like f- average, almost 35 a game in those finals.
2: Yeah. No, that's why I think properly rated, because, you know, I don't think people probably have them in the top three or four shooting guards of all time in the top. Like, I don't know where people have them in terms of um, like all timers. But like, I would say pretty properly rated. Maybe, if anything, just like a like a hair on the overrated
1: side. And we could do this with everything. Bagel sandwiches, overrated, underrated.
2: I mean, ba- I think bagel sandwiches like overrated by East coasters underrated by like everyone else. Sure. Like East coasters just can't handle when there's not a bagel sandwich somewhere. And then like, at some point you like, you like get over it and you're like, listen, it's fine. But like, I mean, I remember it. I mean, to, even to this day, sometimes I'll be hung over and I'll be like, the fact that I can't get a bagel sandwich makes me want to like. Eviscerate the entire state of California with a nuke, you know? But I mean bagel sandwiches, it's hard to overrate
1: them. Here's a good underrated I, food. I think breakfast burrito. Or no, actually, or are they overrated? What are breakfast burritos?
2: I think breakfast burritos are overrated.
1: I think you're right. I was gonna say underrated.
2: People like the, the the people who wake up and are like, need to get me a breakfast burrito. There's way too many of those people, considering like the the general quality of a breakfast burrito is not
1: super strong okay here's a good one condoms overrated or underrated i mean that's a fair question
2: i think that yeah i mean i think maybe properly rated (laughs) (laughs) i think maybe properly rated because a lot of people overrate them a lot of people underrate them yeah you can, it's all about where people are on either side of the overrated or underrated. I, I mean,
1: right? think just there's got to be is there a Twitter feed out there? that's just is overrated, underrated. We should start it immediately.
2: We should also we should also it should be a it should be a recurring segment on this show.
1: Yeah, it is. Your your hand and back of you agrees with your leg. Yeah. with your with your ice pack. How is your knee? By the way, we haven't talked about that in a while.
2: My knee is a lot. I mean, it's a lot better. It's, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say I'm wouldn't say I'm like, well, first of all, I'll say this. I'll never be all the way back. All the way back is out of the question. Um, I'll always have a bad knee. Um, I'd like to get my hardware out, but that's a difficult thing to do because, uh, you just have to have like a, you know, like to, to go in for major surgery just to yeah. get some shit out. It's kind of ridiculous. I would like to have it out. It's also like a, uh, it, it would also be a difficult thing insurance wise to convince them to let me do because sure. doc- doctors would say you probably don't need it out. I would love it out. Um, I'll never get all the way back. I'll always be bad knee guy. Uh, it's, it doesn't hurt regularly now, which is nice. Hurts when I play some golf hurts when I, uh, If I if I go too hard on the uh, in a surf, you know, there's still pain post like over usage. Um, I'm old. If I if this had happened 10 years earlier, I probably would have a whole different like exercise. I'd probably be like super committed to like strengthening everything around it. Um, It's fine. I'm just I'm just bad knee guy for the rest of my life because some fucking stone dipshit doesn't know how to snowboard.
1: Unbelievable!
2: It's Unbelievable. One moment changed the rest of your life forever.
1: Yeah. Wow.
2: I mean, I, I stand when you, if you see me stand on stage now and I notice it after the fact of a watch my, I stand almost completely on my right leg. Like I, and I do a lot of like crossing my leg over. Like I just, interesting. I'm just, unless I yeah. favor my right side all the time.
1: Now. Well, I, well, yeah, I, I get, so, you know, I've dislocated this shoulder, my left shoulder three times. The amount of favoring. And that started 22 years ago. They're not favoring. I favor the right shoulder. It's just, it's like your natural instinct. Let's do one more though. Overrated, underrated, because it'll segue into the news. Draymond Green, overrated or underrated. And here's why. He wants that max deal with the Warriors.
2: Well, he obviously overrates himself. (laughs) Yeah. I think Draymond Green.
1: At this point of his career.
2: It's tough. A lot of people overrate Draymond Green. A lot of people underrate Draymond Green. I'm going to say overrated. Overrated because I know he does it with flair and I know he brings there's there's a certain amount of uh, you know, Rodman, Rashid, like all the, you know, the getting under people's skin, all that stuff that is
1: important. Oh, um, come on, man. You can't compare him to Rodman.
2: No, I'm saying, but he but it's the it's a similar, he brings a similar vibe, right? Okay. I'm not talking about obviously he's not pulling out 40 rebounds in a game. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the stuff that he does outside of the statistics, I think is important, but sure. here's but here's team, the deal. Team chemistry. Here's the deal. You could very easily replace yes. Draymond Green. With a million guys, not maybe not a million guys, but a lot of guys, dozens of guys historically. Like Charles Oakley's probably better than Draymond Green.
1: Well, I agree. And, and that's why I bring it up because if he gets the max deal, there'd be a four year extension worth $138 million.
2: He overrates himself. That's for sure. I'm going to say Draymond Green overrated because a lot of people are always like
1: Steph, Clay, Draymond,
2: Steph, Clay,
1: Draymond. You're like, well, Steph uh, wants him. They want him to make that happen. You know, Steph's right in his corner on this. And you're right. It's those three, right? And those are the three that have been together for all these titles. And now you have a crossroads basically for the Warriors because they're not going to spend money. You have four players you have to decide on max deals with.
2: Like, for example, Horace Grant underrated agreed underrated, Uh, you know, uh, and we saw that
1: the first year they didn't have him.
2: Absolutely. Not only did they not have him, he went to the magic and they got out fucking rebounded and they got out defensed and they lost to the magic with Horace Grant and Michael Jordan tucked his tail between his legs and was like, go get my literal arch nemesis, who is Horace Grant on steroids, who is like the. Epic Hall of Fame elite version of Horace. Go get me the best version of Horace Grant. And the Bulls went out and did that. And that is why it happened. But my point is back in the day, it wasn't MJ, Scotty, Horace, MJ, Scotty, Horace. They were just like, it's MJ and Scotty. Yeah, sure. Horace Grant's on the team, but he was there, he was there, Draymond Green.
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. So the Warriors have contracts up for Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, and they have to decide who they're going to pay. Now, personally, if I look at this list, I'd say if I could pay two of them, this is just me. People might think I'm crazy. I pay Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole. If I can only pay two of them. Yeah. Um, I don't know.
2: I feel like I feel like Draymond I here's the thing. I feel like in for this team they have wings, they have scoring, they have whatever. You you almost can be like Now Wiggins was amazing in the playoffs. I mean it's the, it's the fact that they have all those guys is why they have the cha- they have the championship but like I don't think I don't think you can pick both of those guys over Draymond. I think you can pick one of those guys and Draymond. And that's going to be Wiggins where they can get also
1: in. play. Wiggins can also rebound and play defense. Yeah, absolutely. And he's younger and he's absolutely. more athletic. I mean, and he was a former number 1 over. That's right. my argument.
2: I I think I think you almost go Wiggins, Draymond and use Jordan Poole. To you know, Jordan Poole has value to you in, yeah. in potentially a sign in trade and whatever. Like, he's great, but like, do you need him? You need a Draymond type. Now, I agree. Well, everybody I've, does. Yeah. I've said before, you could probably go get, you could probably go get, uh, of Draymond at 30% of the money. And maybe that's the move, but that's like, that's a big risk to take considering
1: team chemistry.
2: Yeah. All that. But the bottom line is you, you know, the, the, the wise business decision would be to do that without paying Draymond. Like the fact that Draymond wants a max deal is, is kind of ludicrous. So if that's your, if that's the reasoning behind it, I'm fine with that. You can't let a guy hold you hostage for a max deal because he gets along with your best player.
1: He's 32. He's no spring chicken. That's my point. Like you're, you've been in the league for a minute.
2: I don't know if Andy, Andy Laz checks in on our show from time to time. I don't know if Andy Laz is in the YouTube comments or if he's watching today, but if he hears this at any point, Andy Laz, like you're, you know, he's a reasonable guy. He just, he has another Warriors championship coming that that he's just coming off of, he loves Draymond. You can't want to give him a, a max deal, right? Like, that's really the only question mark here. The question mark isn't which of those do you choose Draymond over either of those guys? It's neither of those guys are going to demand a max deal.
1: Yeah. We didn't even talk about Clay Thompson. Right. I just think he's been so injury prone.
2: I, th- I almost think that's why Clay Thompson is like, you know, so much more important to the Warriors than Draymond is because he's he's not going to demand a max deal, right? That's what they're saying. He's going to also demand a max deal?
1: No, they're saying he will not. Right. They're, they're saying he won't demand.
2: And, and I would almost say he's more qualified for one. I know he's coming off injuries, but he's almost more qualified from for one based on what he's done in the NBA than Draymond Green. Yeah. But he won't, which is why he's great. Which is like Draymond, know your
1: role. Clay Thompson, he, underrated. Yeah, for sure.
2: There was there were pre injury Klay Thompson could have gone to other teams and been an MVP candidate. Pre injury, Klay well, Thompson could have gone to a team, been the one, scored, no, it, scored 32
1: points a game. Yeah, I was gonna say he 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 put around 30 a game. If he's the guy on a team. On a sheet, he could have he
2: could have done what Harden did in leaving OKC. He could like that. That's that was fully within his yeah. realm, but didn't take that. Didn't need that. Didn't need the accolades. Didn't need the money.
1: Chris Mullins flat top overrated or underrated?
2: Chris, here's I think this is really easy. Actually, I think Chris Mullins flat top overrated. Solely because Chris Mullen's butt cut from earlier underrated. Ooh. Everybody everybody kind of acts like, oh, he looked like such a dork. And then he went with the fucking, he went with the flat top. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Old school butt cut. Chris Mullen flopping his hair around Queens, getting lefty buckets, St. John's. Yeah, I got a butt cut. What are you gonna do about it? Look, look, my hair looks like butt. Okay. You know what butt starts with? Bu. You know what bucket starts with? Bu. Butt cuts to get buckets, and they're like, "You really need to rebrand." <laughs> well, I'm going to I'm going to liberal California. Should I should I remain having floppy hair like all those people in uh in the, the hate Ashbury dish No, I should look like a marine. Okay, that's it. Yeah, that seems like a good move for California. I should look like a marine. Okay, overrated flat top, underrated butt cut. I don't know if I've
1: seen him with a butt cut.
2: You don't you you've seen you see like put in like long hair Chris Mullen or put in Chris Mullen St. John's. He had the old school like 80s bad guy in a movie hair. Oh yeah. I have seen this. It's feathered. It's not a big deal. Let's not talk about it. Okay, I had feathered hair. What are you gonna do? The guy who cut my hair also cut John Travolta's hair for Saturday Night People. What are you going to do? Listen, <laughs> it, was, it was the hot look at the time.
1: He was on the dream team, wasn't he? Yeah. like yeah. That's crazy to think, Chris. You think that was like a token white guy thing? Him and John. Well, John Stockton deserved it. But do you think you and think Bird?
2: They they had Bird, Leitner.
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot.
2: They had plenty of white guys.
1: How did Mullen get that over Isaiah? Mullen was,
2: Mullen was good. Well, Isaiah, we know why Isaiah wasn't on the dream team. Well, because
1: of Jordan. Jordan, yeah. No, I know I know Mullen was good. I'm not trying to disrespect Mullen, but like Dream Team good. Yeah. I mean, I mean,
2: obviously Leitner was the Leitner was the like, what the fuck is he doing here guy? Um, but they were they they were committed to having the one college dude. Um I, I'm trying to think if there's like a a last man on the bench that wasn't Leighton and Mal- like who Stockton, Malone, Ewing, Robinson,
1: Charles Barkley, Barkley Scotty Pippen,
2: Pippen, Drexler.
1: God, I mean that thing was so stacked. Drexler
2: was sort of peak Drexler at the time. That was that was Drexler's peak. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love, not, to see a, I'd love to see a minutes breakdown of the Dream Team. Do you think Do you think besides uh, Leitner that Mullen got the least minutes? I know Bird didn't play a ton, too, because his back was, like, hurt. So he was in there. He would play in spurts. I'd love an Olympic minutes breakdown.
1: Well, luckily, the power of the Internet. They have that? I can do per-game minute breakdown. Yeah. Actually, I can do minutes played. Ah, oh, fuck yeah. This is
2: amazing. I love the internet. Guess I love this. F- I love the internet. It's great. Love it. Dude,
1: this is shocking. Chris Mullen had the fourth most minutes played. Wow. I mean, no, hold on. Hold on. No, no, no. no. Who had this. the least minutes played? No, later no, 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 no. Incorrect. Chris Mullen had the second most minutes paid, played.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: It's great. Hey, look, listen, when you're up by 40, you put in the haircut. <laughs> And you know how quickly we got up by 40? About eight minutes. So I would sit the first eight minutes. Of the game would be up 40. I'd go in, splash, buckets. I look just like the guy who used to come to your country with a rifle and take it over.
1: So this is, a, so this is the minutes breakdown. I'm a dream team. Hey, Jordan- Germany.
2: Hey, Germany. remember me? World War II? Flat top guy. Flat top white guy with a rifle? Buckets.
1: Jordan had the most minutes, of course. Right. Number two is Mullen. Yeah. Three is Scottie Pippen. Yep. Four is Clyde Drexler. I mean, a lot of these are so close for the record. If you if you yeah. look, I mean, when we're talking. We're, we're really splitting hairs here. Yeah. So they, Drexler,
2: I'm sure they had a serious rotation.
1: Oh, they had a serious rotation because I don't know. I don't know what the Olympic minutes are. Like, I don't know how many minutes are played. I forget olympic basketball yeah but i mean it's it's like we're really splitting hairs then it goes charles barkley larry bird magic johnson patrick ewing carl malone david robinson christian Le- or john stockton but i think i don't know if he was hurt because everybody played eight games and stockton played four which makes me think he got hurt yeah unless they just didn't want to see those pale white legs there's so stockton
2: stockton legs. was below leitner yeah I'm thinking. uh,
1: Yeah.
2: And Leitner was last.
1: I'm thinking Stockton got hurt.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So from the bottom up, it's Stockton.
1: Leitner. David Robinson. Yeah. Carl Malone. Patrick Ewing. I mean, nobody averaged more than 23 minutes a game, which was Jordan. And. Excluding everybody, but Stockton and Leitner. Then it's like almost 17 minutes a game. Does that make sense? So, so yeah. even from even from like the most to the least, we're having a, a difference of six minutes per game. Right. I want to get one of those old dream team jackets. Remember those? Yeah. They're like ugly
2: as hell, but yeah. it'd be kind of fun to have one. And Jordan covered it with the flag. Cause it was a Reebok thing.
1: Oh, remember that? Right. That's right.
2: Yeah. You wore the flag as a coat because he was a Nike guy. He wouldn't. He wouldn't wear the Reebok warm ups. You talk about somebody who did it for the brand. Yeah. But also, I remember. I I the thing I remember about back then is uh, a lot of the people who hated Colin Kaepernick were really really angry about Michael Jordan doing something that is illegal with the United States flag and wearing it as a piece of clothing, which in the in the literal American flag rules, you're not allowed to do. I remember a lot of those people being like,
3: disrespecting the flag. You're fucking disrespecting the flag.
2: I remember it. They were outside their houses screaming. I remember it like it was yesterday.
1: No, I don't. I don't remember that at all. So I remember the first game. It's so weird the memories you have. I remember watching it. I was visiting my great aunt in a nursing home with my mom, and we had the game on in her little room. My aunt Fanny, isn't that such an old school name? No one's named Fanny now. No. Imagine if you met a girl on like Bumble and she's like, What's your name? Like Fanny. You're like, I don't know about this one.
2: Aunt Fanny, what are you doing? I'm just going to hang out with my friends Ruth and Ethel. We're all going to play cards. And you're like, can you imagine? Can you imagine going out to a bar and meeting a girl and her being like, "My name's Fanny. This is my friend Ruth and Ethel." You'd be like, "Are you guys? Did you take a time machine here?"
1: This is funny because you know that's my my grandma's name. Ruth it was Ruth Ruther, my yeah. dad's mom. Ruth Ruther got Aunt Fanny had a, had a great Aunt Lizzie. That's not as bad. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want that name. imagine if you named your kid that now.
2: I'm gonna do that. If I ever have a child, I'm gonna go old school name.
1: Really? you like the old school name.
2: Yeah. little Ethel prey now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about for a boy? Old school name?
3: Ooh, it's good.
2: You go What's Walt. Good, you go Walt. Yeah, Walt's good. A Theodore. But you're gonna call him Theo. No, you go. You go. You go Theodore the whole time. You go like Theodore the, the, the like, whole time. Like, like the chipmunk.
1: <laughs> Name is brother Alvin. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Theodore like, the whole time. Or like
2: Ignatius. You know, you gotta you gotta go like some some ridiculous thing that fucking whole families had, and then one it, day they just stopped.
1: If you name your kid Ignatius, I feel the pressure to have a significant, important life. You better <laughs> you better be a badass if your name's Ignatius. Yeah, like you better be a pro athlete, you better be something important. What about Cosmos? <laughs> <laughs> it's to Kramer, right? Yeah. All right, we got some sports shit to talk today. We're, we're going off on tangents. It was Luis Castillo's final game as a red yesterday.
2: I mean, for sure? Yeah, for sure. He's getting he's getting traded. For sure. The, de- the, the deadline's the second, I believe, correct? Oh, they moved it back. Yeah.
1: So that could be wrong. Or no, everybody's saying it was his final game.
2: Well, yeah, because it's it's the 28th. He's not pitching again before the second.
1: Yeah. I posted on Twitter. I, I ran, I was going for a run last night. I mean, it, you talk about depressing. I mean, I, I posted pictures. I ran across the river on a couple bridges down by my girl, my girl's place. And, it, you know, they list the tenants at 11,387. I don't think that. there may have been, I, I didn't see 5,000 people at that game. Which, you know, it's crazy because the Reds have like a young staff. Castillo's only 29. Yeah. I know you don't want to pay them, but my argument would say if you get some of these young guys like Ashcraft and Ladolo and Hunter Green, like if you, if you, in two years, they could have a badass staff. But of course, you know, small market.
2: Yeah. And also, it's, it's, it's a matter of, you know, taking advantage of those teams that are out there now. There, there's, there is for sure an arms race. So the way to load up, is you you get so much value just in personnel for these guys you get but three, that's the four. question
1: like are you because he's obviously the, the number one guy as far as the hottest guy he's gonna get the most return like can the reds get enough from a dodgers yankees mets in like i just i never I, you never know it's it's you're kind of rolling the dice right
2: yeah you are but essentially what you need to have happen is you get a couple of those guys and you're hoping that uh one of them turns out to be what he is and then also you get a you know you get another role player since you 19, get another guy. Oh, gonna, so, sorry you get you get you're hoping if you get four guys since 1974
1: oh, jesus, jesus christ two you of just, them
2: contribute I'm trying to play, I was gonna play this. Try, clip. Trying to play the Chris Mullen story since 1974. <laughs> he's been rocking the flat top. Actually, the I started in about
1: 83. So I thought of Dr. John Sarno this week seeing the Mike Trout injury news. Yeah. I mean, this has
2: I read about it briefly. Um
1: It says healing back pain, the book you and I vouch for, all over it. So he's been diagnosed with a rare back condition. He hasn't played since July 12th right now. Right. A condition called, this will be funny, me trying to pronounce this, Coast of vertebral dysfunction at T5. It sounds like a futuristic airport. Yeah. <laughs> where
2: are you picking me up? Oh, T5 at Coastal Vertebrasis. God, like why that. can't you just fly into fucking Burbank, bro?
1: <laughs> sounds like a future
2: airport. It sounds so, It sounds like an outer LA airport. Like Costa Mesa? No, Costa Vertebrasis. Yeah. So, oh, Curse. Is, so, is that, where is, what's that near? Rancho Cucamonga, bro. I'll be at T5, by the way.
1: So Costa vertebral dysfunction at T5, according to the head trainer of the Angels, is a rare condition that he has in his back. One of the most well-known spine surgeons in the country is looking at it, if not the world. For it to happen in a baseball player, we have to take into consideration what he puts himself through with hitting, swinging, blah, 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 daily basis. You know, they're really not giving any info. So they're saying he's out indefinitely. Right. It does. It does
2: have. It does have sarno because you know the thing in the sarno book as you've read is like there's a lot of things that the, these now I, n- I know nothing about this specific thing but it certainly sounds like what is mentioned a lot which is in the book which is a lot of people have these ver- vertebrae issues between this vertebrae and that vertebrae and half the people in the world don't even fucking know about it and the other half find out because they complain about back pain, and then they're like, well, that must be it. Meanwhile, other people are just walking around. It's like, yeah, it's a rare condition because it's probably millions of other people who don't even know they fucking have it. Yeah. Well. Now, again, I don't know anything specifically about this condition, but.
1: The injury bug is starting to hit him. Yeah. It also It also makes you wonder, we all know, the angels and their lack of quality teams and his career. And he's kind of stuck in no man's land, orange County, as far as baseball is concerned, nobody cares what the angels out there. I don't know. To me, it has, it has Sarno written all over it. He, he needs to just get a copy of healing back pain. I don't know what's going on internally with him.
2: Well, I can tell you one thing that fucking, a spine surgeon is not going to agree with you, but that's no. because that's what a spine surgeon is supposed to do. Is like we can
3: fix you. Sure, let's go.
2: But yeah, I mean, it's 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 tough, dude. The Angels, I mean, not not to bring everything around to New York as I always do, but the Angels are a great example of a team that's like, yeah, Shohei Otani is a great fucking pitcher, but the rest of their staff. And so you can have all you can get the you can get the fucking Otani also playing outfield. You can get Trout, get Rendon, who also got hurt. Um, You know, you can always like that. That seems to be like the Angels thing for a long time. Load up, load up, load up. And then you don't have pitching. And if you do have pitching, you don't have a ton of it. And if you do have pitching, you don't have a bullpen. You don't have whatever like, you know, not to come back to New York, like I said, but the Mets two game sweep of the Yankees. Starting pitching, starting pitching, starting pitching. The Yankees—they hit their fucking home runs. They came to City Field, beat them twice because we got better. We had better starting pitching. The end. That's that was the difference. We had better starting pitching, and we won.
1: Yeah, and that's all that matters come playoff time.
2: And that's and the, and and precisely my point is, you know, first you got to get there, but then even if you are the Angels and you do get there with a ton of hitting, then what? because that's essentially what happened, you know, in these last games, like Yankees fans will fucking deny it all they want, but it's, you know, you have two New York teams in first place. The first time in their history of the subway series that they've ever both been in first place when they played, it was a playoff atmosphere. It a hundred percent was two city field sellouts, crowd rocking Wednesday night, baseball on ESPN. Scherzer on the mound game two. That was playoff baseball. I mean in the in in extra in the ni- bottom of the ninth yesterday, uh, they the, the Mets lead off of the double. They bunt the guy over to third. That's playoff fucking baseball. You know what I mean? They're do they're, that was a playoff baseball series, and when you have that kind of series, pitching, 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 pitching. The Yankees they might win 120 games this year, just hitting bombs out of a little league park, and that is a there's absolutely nothing wrong. With having a strategy to try to win the most games that you possibly can. But when you want to, if you want to win a World Series, you better have some pitching.
1: Well, that's why they're going to go all in on Castillo. Probably. Yeah. So he'd have to cut his hair if he went to the Yankees? Everybody's I don't talk, even, every, everybody's talking. You've seen this? Everybody's I, talking a, about it.
2: I, I'm assuming. I mean, obviously, these are all George Steinbrenner rules that the Yankees. Have have kept in place, but you know it's 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 they've gotten a little a little bit more lax over the years of the tattoos. For a while, I remember Jombie had to cover all his tattoos and whatever. But you know, Matt Carpenter he doesn't have the beard. You're not allowed to have a beard, and you know you're not allowed to. But it'll be interesting to see. It'd be interesting to see if if Castillo was like, I'm not cutting my hair. So if you don't want to trade for me because of that.
1: That's what I'm saying. You know, you couldn't have facial hair when you played for the Reds under March shot. You also had to become a Nazi. It was weird.
2: You could have facial hair, but it's very limited. It was limited to a very small mustache. You could have an extremely small mustache.
1: What a wild era. To She's be. She's like, you could have a
2: chaplain. We're going to make some silent films it's in the locker room. Wait a minute. <laughs> I don't call that the chaplain anymore.
1: Dude, it's absolutely insane to think that she owned a professional league. Like can you imagine just some lunatic owning a pro sports team now? Like is there anything equivalent to her?
2: I'm sure there is that I'm not thinking of I mean first of all, Dan Snyder is uh, living on a boat, living on a yacht <laughs> off the coast of France right now. Yeah, Dude, good, he, good doesn't wanna, he doesn't want to he doesn't want to come back to the United States and ask, answer questions about whether or not he raped his
1: cheerleaders. W- wasn't that supposed to be today? <laughs> no I think I think I could be wrong I think it was supposed to be today when he was supposed to speak before Congress so I type in dude I love this I type in Dan s y sNY into Twitter mm-hmm. the first three things that pop up Dan Schneider you know his name Dan Schneider yacht and the third one is Dan Schneider is a fascist. <laughs> By the way, that's my favorite thing that I mean that
2: but that essentially answers your question. You're like, is there anything that's is there anything like Nazi marred shot? It's like Dan Snyder is a fascist is the third term that comes up.
1: Okay, so there's an article today from ESPN. Dan Snyder testifying voluntarily before Congress. So he's doing the same thing. Where he's not going to do the subpoena. Which means, again, he can plead the
3: fifth
1: on everything. One, two, three, four,
3: fifth.
1: What a great sketch. Yeah. So you sent me this video that kept trying to play earlier because I don't have TikTok. And that's probably why it's doing that. And I don't know how to mute it. It's from uh, Dan Levitard's podcast. they are talking about Shohei Atani's stats. Yeah. I'm going to play this. This is pretty wild. Since 1974,
4: when Shohei Otani is pitching, the slugging percentage of batters with runners in scoring position is the lowest of any pitcher since 1974. It's 210 is slugging. They're not making contact. They're not hitting the ball hard. They're 210. But also since 1974 with runners in scoring position, hitting, he's got the highest slugging percentage since 1974. What? That's correct. It's he, like, He's the best baseball Crazy. player. Like, this is the best baseball player we've ever seen. And baseball
1: people know it, but nobody else does. I mean, that's wild. It's wild. So it's since wild. 1974... He is the best slugging percentage as a hitter and the best. The least slugging percentage as a pitcher,
2: which is like, okay, listen, they're random. It's not, you know, it's not the most, you know, it's not batting average. It's not like what's his ERA with guys on. It's not whatever it is. But at the same time, it's, it's just another one of those show Otani stats where it's like, Every stat, you know, I've 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 mentioned the tweet a couple times and I've seen a couple different versions of it. But it's always like Shohei Otani just did this something that hasn't been done since, you know, Ichabod Smith of the fucking, you know, Dayton cannibals did in 1814. It's always like it's it's insane that the guy just even exists. I mean, we are we are at a point in the baseball evolution where we got so far away from, we don't even have guys who play multiple positions that much anymore. We, we don't have guys, you know, we have fucking we have guys, everybody who have
1: three, we have guys who come in for two pitches.
2: Yeah. That's what I am say. We have a specialist. We have the, the idea that we have regardless of, you know, is he the greatest pitcher since 1974? Of course not. Is he the greatest hitter since 1974? Of course not. But the fact that if, there's even statistical categories, it's like LeBron where he's James the leader Aspen. in that and in both aspects, pitching and hitting, it is wild. I mean, he is one of the great baseball players when you consider all the things that we've seen in our lifetime. I mean, we, we would, you know, when you have the, the great pitchers, when you have Madison Bumgarner and you have Jacob deGrom and you have these guys and they have, you know, Noah Syndergaard has two home runs at Dodger stadium. You know, Madison Bumgarner hits like six in a year. People lose their goddamn minds. Shohei otani's not on their level as a pitcher, but he's pretty goddamn like he's in the same realm. He's he's in the same atmosphere as those guys. And he's hitting 40 fucking moms a year. Underrated. Oh,
1: I mean, well, I, you know, Definitely when you underrated. When you sent me this, I said it's am- it's amazing to me that nobody knows this including myself. I yeah. host a sports show and I said whoever is running the marketing, whoever works in marketing, is in charge of marketing for Major League Baseball, they all need to be fired. Yeah. Because and I-
2: listen, I get that Shohei Ohtani doesn't speak great English, but like I feel like major league baseball lost. Neither does David Ortiz. Right. Right. But I feel like major league baseball has lost the plot from what they were still so, like, how think about how many times in the seventies and, and I, I'm only saying the seventies because we would, th- that shit would be replayed and run over. But like the eighties and the nineties where you had baseball players doing commercials and it's like, okay, sure. Sh- so write a funny commercial about Joey Otani yeah. not speaking English.
1: Put him in a Toyota commercial. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But I have know, him sell
2: Yoshinoya bowls. I don't yeah. know.
1: I know a lot of NBA players. Say there's
2: no Japanese Japanese word for diarrhea and have him yeah. sell, you know. I, I, I've never eaten
1: there. I have never eaten there. <laughs> I have never eaten at Yoshinoya ever. It's, it's bad. That was one of the, I think we've talked about this. It one of the first places when I moved to L.A., you know, like you, you know, you don't have, it's bad. Fa- like you don't have a fast food place like that. Where are we're, we're also outside of California.
2: Uh, yeah. i never, I've never seen them outside of California.
1: And I was just like, what the hell is Yoshinoya?
2: It's the Japanese version of like Taco know. Bell. Yeah. Or, but I mean, obviously the, you know, the Chinese food has what's the, what's fucking, you know, the Panda
1: Panda express
2: Panda express. But like quality wise, Panda Express is way like I've eaten Yoshinoya and it's been I've been like, oh, this is good for two. And then you're like, this is this is the subway of fucking Japanese. Oh,
1: no. The subway doesn't seem like it's beef. How many times do you think Yoshi has eaten Yoshinoya? (laughs) It's a great question.
2: He probably he either he either eats it daily or he like refuses to eat it. He's never had it in his life. There's no in between. He hasn't had it six times. No way. He's either like, he's either like that is the most offensive restaurant on planet earth, or he's got like, he somehow has like a celebrity gold card and doesn't pay for meals there and buys meals and stores them in his freezer so that he can have them when he gets back from like experiments.
1: I love that. You think Yoshi has a freezer. He's living on someone's couch. I mean, come yeah. on. has, has Randy
2: has- Puga is just like, I have, I've, 80 bowls from Yoshinoya that are in my freezer. I have. I can't put anything else in my freezer because Yoshi's storing old Yoshinoya bowls that he, he had on a gift card that was expiring.
1: I got to call him back. I think he called me recently. And then I laughed because then I remembered how Yoshi slept in the basement here <laughs> and did laundry at like 2 a.m.
2: But we're, we've gotten away from the point. Baseball's marketing team is ridiculous. Like, I, oh, okay, I 100. Okay.
1: No, no. This, this, this is I a 100. And do I more people you. know Yoshi? Yoshi is, like, got that infamous fame from all these different podcasts, including all, like, the mega podcasts that he's been a guest yeah. on. And they, like, or do they know Shohei Otani? That's my point. Like, it's probably on the same level. I, I
2: can say one thing for sure. American non-baseball fans know Yoshi more. Sure. And the thing is, is like when you're uh when you're an elite athlete in a sport, you don't have to. You shouldn't have to be a fan of that sport to know who that person is. Yeah. You know what I mean? I
1: no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just looked at the YouTube comments. I just. <laughs> Nick Yardley, shout out to him. Yoshi is in El Paso reviewing the Night Stalkers' old stomping grounds. LOL. I don't know if that's a joke or if it's true. Yeah. I mean, you you never know, but baseball has an issue, and what I don't understand is that they don't just go try to steal, overpay some of the people from the NFL, like. Hey, you guys have seemed to figure out this whole marketing thing or the NBA. Hey, yeah. you got your guys' leagues. Hey, there's a lot of people in the NBA that don't speak the best. We, English. We've,
2: talk, we've talked about this statistic before, and I still don't know if it's true, but it's close to, if nothing else, it's close to true. I believe LeBron James has more yeah. Instagram followers than every this. baseball player combined. We've done this, yeah. I mean, that's it's borderline true if it's not exactly but true. But my
1: point is, you're talking about like, you know, and I understand like Shohei Otani, he's it's not as easy because he's a foreign born player, doesn't speak the best English. Yeah. Same for a lot of those guys when they came in the league. You know, Jokic is way more marketable.
2: Dude, there was Ichiro commercials. 100%. There was Yao Ming commercials. Yeah. But that's thing, baseball has lost. I mean, there, I'll ask you. Do you see commercials for baseball players at all? Never. Now, I know that's like, oh, well, you know, that's not Major League Baseball's decision. That's the the companies that want it. But it's like, dude, do something about it. Yeah. Make a deal with those people. Yeah.
1: No, I agree.
2: There's a lot of companies that sponsor baseball. Sure. You got to figure it out. Because you do, you have. I mean, and and listen. Here's an idea. And Trout's the original version of that. Trout's the original version of that. Just like in outside of a major, the second biggest market in America, winning an MVP every fucking year. Yeah, the majority of people don't know who the fuck he is. Well,
1: I'll give you an idea right now. Major League Baseball. You got two great players on the Angels and Trout and Shohei Otani. Do a commercial. And I would recommend doing a Miller Lite commercial with those two where Trout introduces Shohei Otani to America's finest Pilsner. Right. It could be like some sort of comedic commercial.
2: Yeah. Hey, Miller Lite, we can start writing these commercials for you. Like you, you not, not only did you used to use baseball players for ad, you used to use terrible old baseball. players. Bob Uecker barely had a career. He was your spokesman for a while.
1: Great announcer though. Yeah. That's why we're here. To talk about America's finest Pilsner. Yeah. And now is the time of year that you should be kicking those back because this summer. And I
2: I kicked a couple back yesterday. Did you? Yes. Right here in my home. I have that Miller light sign that you've got right behind you. It was finally, finally delivered here to me in the woods. I had to, I had to, I had to have them deliver it to, a different address so I could go pick it up. I had to meet, I no, no joke, Andy. I met the Miller light delivery guy in a park, in a park. Nice he was sitting one. on a park bench with my sign. I just put it up in my bar area. I posted it on Twitter. Check it out. But yesterday and it the, the sun was going down. I needed a little light, but you know me, you know me, Andy. I like it dim. You know, I'm not a big overhead light guy. So I, I was like, Oh, it's not quite dark yet. Maybe I'll just throw on this Miller light sign. And like, like a, like the neon sign supposed to work, like a commercial is supposed to work. It blink, blink, blinked on. And the second I got hit with the light, it was like I was in a trance. And I was like, I'm going to go to the fridge and get myself a Miller Lite. I got myself a Miller Lite. I poured it in that golden cup they sent us. I sat down and I did what is honestly my happy place. I sat down with a cold Miller Lite and I watched baseball and it was glorious.
1: Well, you heard it here first, dirtballs. Next time you're getting ready to enjoy cold ones with your crew or by yourself, make sure you go to MillerLight.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery op- delivery options near you. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. A quick correction, or at least modification of the Dan Snyder thing. So he agreed to voluntary, voluntary deposition with the House Oversight Committee today. He is testifying under oath, but the committee has to decide has the power to decide if the information will be released to the public, which makes me think, oh, if it's not, what's the point of all this? Right, really, what's the point of all this? It's ridiculous. In other NFL news, I, you know me and the money stuff, the NFL made a record 4.4 billion dollars in sales in ad sales last year. That's just ad sales. That's wild. 4.4 billion. The Packers are the only team who has to release, right? as a public company because they're publicly traded they made a record 579 million a record no. for them record for them correction right yeah right now
2: and, and listen the packers are uh have a national audience the packers are a legendary team but they're not a big market <laughs> like if you think that the giants and the jets and the the Rams and the Cowboys didn't make significantly more money than that. You crazy? Yeah.
1: you crazy. No, I know. And, and, and that's what it's all about. Um, he, uh, or the, um, the Packers made five seventy nine. Now that's, that's gross. I forget. I, I had it somewhere. Sorry. I can't find it. They, they, The net earnings were like, oh, here it is. I'm going to pull this up. So 579, their net gross was, I forget. It was like 230 mil. My point is they still made 230 mil. Like that's after expenses. They made that much. Right. So it's still a lot of money. And I have to poke fun at this Dan Campbell video, dude. I posted it on Twitter.
2: I haven't even seen it. I don't even know what we're talking about. I I, I know. I was like,
1: Joe's going to love this. A video was posted yesterday from Lions training camp. You know, you know, you know, Mr. Inspirational Dan Campbell, their coach who led them to three wins in his first year. He's doing up downs with his players wearing wrist tape. And I jokingly tweeted something along the lines cool. How about hiring a coach who cares about scheme and game planning, not doing up downs? congrats on another six wins or less season.
2: Wow. Like, yeah. Well, I love you You went six wins and playing it safe. I played it real safe, playing a real safe. You didn't want to get caught on freezing cold takes. I think four would have still been a safe. Still could have gotten a safe four. But,
1: you know, this is my point. You look at all these new head coaches, Joe, we see them all over. You got a new coach and it, just start naming the different teams, you know, all over. Miami, Denver, you, like like. Let's just use those two teams. What are those coaches known for? What are those coaches known for? Miami, Denver, the play calling, how they do things. The Lions are like, hey, let's hire a coach who gets down and dirty with his players, and he does up downs and wears wrist tape, and gets up, and he goes, gets down, and he says, I'm gonna motivate. Dude, this isn't a Rocky. This isn't yeah. 1980. Yeah. Your head coach is a Rocky. Remember
2: the Lions. This is yeah, this isn't a movie.
1: Like, like, you know, you guys fucking suck. Yeah. Like for this. In the reason. Mo- in
2: the in the movie, it brings the team together. In the in the movie, they start out rough, but You know, they continue to see how hard he's working. He turns around some of these millionaire attitudes with their complacency. And he's like, well, if coach can do it, I can do it. But in real life, in real life, Aaron Rodgers puts up 55 points on them in week
1: three. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I just don't like, I'm just trying to understand this. Like this higher. At least your guy before that, Matt Patricia, at least he came from something and he came from like the Bill Belichick school. Like you like did you just hire a guy who it's like you hired the local fitness guy and said, Here, you're now head coach the football team.
2: It's it's like a movie. It's like a movie in that they hide like the you know, the the team, the, the the old owner of the team dies. And his son takes it over and his son remembers to his high school days. And it's like, I'm going to go get my high school teammate, Dan, to do it. Dan motivated all of us.
1: I mean, it's unbelievable.
2: It's basically a little big league in football form.
1: So you're setting the
2: wins at four for the Lions. I mean, four and a half is an over. It, I would love to. What's Vegas over under for Lions wins. I'll set my over under a four and a half. If the Lions will fight, I mean, okay, there's 17 games this year, but if the Lions go five and 12 next year, I'll be fucking
1: pretty surprised. Let's see here. Wow, they're setting at six and a half. Your quarterback's Jared Goff. They're not the lowest, obviously. Who wins more games, the Lions or the Jets? The Jets are at five and a half. Hmm, stuff.
2: Jets division, much tougher. I might still go to the Jets.
1: What's that motivation that Dan Campbell's doing to Jared Goff? I want to hear that. I have no clue. Dude, you got to watch this video of him doing up-downs. And then I noticed in the comments, people were like, look how lazy some of those players are. I'm like, dude, if I'm a player, I'm like, fuck you, man.
2: If I'm a player, it's not that I'm, it's my up downs are difficult in that situation. Not because I'm lazy, but because I can't stop laughing.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. I'm just like you guys. Yeah. You're not supposed to be the coach. Give me a good play. We're going to do the wishbone this year. We're going to bring it back to 1930s army Navy games.
2: Oh man, that would, that would be the next iteration of this. That'd be the next evolution of the same thing as like week five, a bunch of guys go out with COVID and he just puts himself in a tight end. <laughs> Give me a goddamn helmet. <laughs> he runs out there.
1: Uh, we better stop it, man. We're going to end up on the, uh, Detroit Lions Reddit feed. Oh, in. no. Look and at d-
2: these clowns making fun of us because our coach doesn't know how to fucking win games and to put fucking wrist tape on.
1: Can you imagine if, like, Bill Belichick went Bill out Bill Belichick's
2: there- never played football in his whole entire life.
1: If <laughs> he went out there with wrist tape? And first of all, we doing up-down? Like, up-down's what you did in high school. We're doing up-down? I feel like Alan Iverson. Up-downs? You're talking about
2: up, downs That's he's what talk. the players are saying, too. C- that's C- what the players are saying in the locker room. After the coach left, he's like, all right, guys, have a great day. I'm going for a run. And they're like, this guy's fine. And then the second the door closes, motherfuckers got us doing up, downs, <laughs> up, downs. I'm not talking about passing strategy, right? I'm not I'm talking, talking about seven on seven. T- I'm not talking about two minute drill. Talking talk about up, downs, not a game, not a game. Not a game. Not something we'll ever use
1: in a game. Up downs. I'm talking up downs. I didn't seen up downs push up contest. Losers got to run. I bet that's how he gives out the game ball, because they lose every game, and whoever does the most push ups gets the game ball.
2: Uh, I mean, I feel like we're I feel like we're two weeks away from him putting like sticker helmets on.
1: It's a nice tackle. Come get a gold star.
2: <laughs> I like coach. That's something you do in college because you can't pay guys.
1: There's no bigger disaster. Than you could just give lines. me a.
2: You could just give me a like a tackling bonus.
1: <laughs> like right. There's no like. Cleveland has their issues. They recently made the playoffs. They won a game. They obviously have everything going on with Deshaun Watson, but there's no one, in my opinion, no one comes I was close just arguing with Lawrence. somebody about,
2: I was just arguing with somebody, again, uh, overrated, underrated, two guys. One guy I think is been, ha, has been until, surprise, surprise, last year, criminally underrated, and a guy who I think is remarkably overrated, Kirk Cousins and Matthew Stafford. And I was like, Kirk Cousins has one playoff win in his whole fucking career and they were like matthew stafford had no playoff wins in detroit and i was like yeah we're not i was like we're not comparing i was like listen the vikings don't have you know like the they don't have a super bowl but i mean we're not comparing the vikings to the detroit line. we're not i was like we're not comparing matthew stafford being selected first overall by a team who has had the first overall selection multiple times because they're so goddamn bad and taking over, taking over a team with the worst record in the league to a guy joining a team that had just been to the NFC championship game. We're not doing that. We're not comparing the state, the, the, the modern or historic state of the Minnesota Vikings to the Detroit Lions. We're not doing that.
1: No, you can't nothing compares to Detroit nothing there's just such I mean, and it's just, there's just no end in sight like I don't see any end in sight you traded that's cause you don't believe
2: <laughs> but there is end in sight you're gonna feel it you're gonna feel it in your nutsack you fucking ready we're gonna do up downs till you do
1: believe. You're like, oh, this
2: fucking guy.
1: Who's on Hard Knocks this year? Is it the Lions? Is it the Lions? Dude, I hope it's the Lions. Oh, my God, it is.
3: Yes.
1: (laughs) This. Hey, hey, hey. You know how you and I have struggled with Hard Knocks the last few years? Yeah. This might be a way to bring us back. Yeah. What dumb shit is Dan Campbell going to have the Lions do this week? I know it's not football-related, but I've created a combat zone like you're in the war.
2: Listen up. Here's the situation. We're going to do things a little differently this year. I know week two of camp is usually doing seven-on-seven, but this week, we all take the field together. I put a gate around it, and I brought in an actual lion from the Detroit Zoo. First person to kill the lion starts a quarterback.
5: (laughs) What the (laughs) fuck are you talking (laughs) about, bro?
2: Kill a lion, start on offense. Kill a lion, start on defense. Get eaten by a lion, you're off the team.
1: No way he's wearing flip flops.
2: Yeah. Meanwhile, Jared Galt's like, What's a lion? You're like, Jesus Christ. Like the Lion King? Hakuna Matata. They're like, Jared, just.
1: I also feel like have another another (laughs) go-gurt. I feel like Dan Campbell, they always show the coaches in the office in front of their computer. I feel like he doesn't own a computer.
2: No. I feel like he does, but it's a, it's a black screen with green graphics. I feel like he's working. <laughs> and he just plays Oregon Trail on
1: it. Hey, man, this might get us back. We, I mean, we just gave a great free promo for Hard Knocks, which we didn't realize. You don't like me doing up downs with the team? Well, if you don't like it, let me know about it. Here's my fax
2: number. And you're like, what the fuck did you say?
1: Oh, hey, coach, we got practice. I'm doing weights. Yeah. Like, I, I figure he, I just think he's like in the locker room doing bench press with his guys. Yeah. And they're just like, yo, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Go come up with some plays. All right, let's hop into some dirtball calls. And we'll keep it going NFL style with with our first call. 310-359-8365. Another bad franchise. We'll start off with a Browns call.
5: Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Jordan, the number one Putnam County, Ohio dirtball. I was just calling in because Joe was talking about how the Giants uh, have a bad week one record. Uh, So my Cleveland Browns uh, have the record for the longest winless streak uh, right now. We haven't won on week one since 2004. And I don't know if you guys realize this, but this year, uh, the Carolina Panthers and Baker Mayfield are probably going to kick our ass on week one, which is just going to add another layer to the onion of sadness that is my existence as a Browns and Reds fan. Uh, So I need Prano. To get on the show and say that Jacoby Biscoli is the meme of the rat dragging a pizza through the subway. And that way, he'll uh, lead us to the Super Bowl and get MVP. And the Ruther curse is unbeatable. So, uh, that's it. The condoms are for Joe's lack of knowledge of anything Ohio. Stay dirty, boys.
2: Is Is Putnam County in Ohio? Yeah. Is that a place? Okay. There's a Putnam County in New York. And I was like, okay.
1: That'll be a fun week one mashup.
2: Oh, yeah. Baker That's versus right. old team. Yeah.
1: Unless, of course, it's Sam Darnold versus the Browns. <laughs> yeah. So Baker, if he gets the nod versus Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah. Jacoby Biscoli? I mean, I don't know. That's a tough one. We had a call, by the way, from CT. I'll just say it. And he said he was getting into discussion about him. And he literally called him Jacoby Biscrolli. And somebody was like, what? And he said, I've heard it so much on this podcast that I thought that was his name. Yeah. Josie. Josie, Josie, Josie. Josie,
2: Josie, Josie Bajol. I don't know who I take in that matchup, to be totally honest with you. I take the Browns. You like the Browns? Where's that game being played? This the, he, this guy hates here, by the way. Ruther just took the Browns. Ship it.
1: Let's see here. No, it's in Carolina. That, that changes my opinion.
2: Oh, Ruther really likes that Panther home field advantage.
1: I'm not going to make a call yet. Too early.
2: It's really you got to watch some Baker Mayfield preseason game.
1: I, I, I got to see who's the starting quarterback. I got to know the situation going on here. I mean, who knows? Maybe Deshaun Watson's playing. I, at this point, I don't know what to make of all this. All right. Here's a favorite topic of ours. Propaganda and sports athletes.
0: Yes. What's up, Joe and Andy? Uh, By the way, what did he just get done doing? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I was wondering that when I heard like, the call.
2: I was like, is this Heath Ledger's Joker? He's like, <laughs> I don't know how I got these scars.
1: What the f- Let me play that again. What the fuck, dude? What are you? Did you just? Like, do you just swim a lap and you're like gasping for air? I'm, ho- I'm
2: hoping it was just like, this is the first breath after a huge exhale of bong hit. It's just like.
3: All right, let's go.
0: What's up, Joe and Andy? <laughs> uh, Mark calling from our beautiful. Sounds like he's Tar in Hill space. Yeah. I am a semi longtime listener, but a first time caller. Uh, I had a question mainly for Joe. Um, After hearing you basically take a chainsaw to the Derek Jeter documentary on the second most recent episode, and also hearing you and Andy basically, you know, take apart how Kobe Bryant was portrayed in the media, um, I just wanted to ask, who do you think had the more propagandized and like glamorized career? Jeter or Kobe Bryant? Oof. Personally, I'm not a baseball guy, really, so I can't really answer that question, but I'd love to hear what you think and just get your thoughts. Uh condoms are for Tom Brady and his fans. Stay dirty. To That's me, great, this, is,
3: great
2: great to me this is actually really, really easy. And it's Derek Jeter. Really? Why is it easy? Here's the reason it's easy. Kobe Bryant is overrated as both of these guys overrated, right? But here's the, here's the situation. Kobe Bryant was a great basketball player. Derek sure. Cheater was a great baseball player. Kobe Bryant's somewhere between the 15th and 20th best player of all time of all time, in my opinion. And, and that's me. And that that's there's a lot of people that would probably say I'm underrating him. Okay. Let's just call it 15. By war, Derek Jeter, by war, wins above replacement players. Derek Jeter is the 11th best shortstop of all time. And the 94th best player of all time. Derek Jeter has a lower career war than Alan Trammell. Who got in to the Hall of Fame, I believe, on his 13th try?
1: Yeah, it was, it was insane.
2: Derek Jeter got into the Hall of Fame on his first try with a unanimous vote. A higher... He got in with a higher voting number than Tony Gwynn, than... Cal Ripken, then Robin Young, then guys who were better than him at his position, let alone he's the 90-something best player of all time in war. He has a six-part ESPN primetime documentary. It's insanity. Derek Jeter, by war, is the 11th best shortstop of all time. Kobe Bryant is an elite all-time basketball player. Now, his overrating comes from... And that's why I'm a Kobe truther, not a Kobe hater. I've never said Kobe Bryant isn't fucking amazing. But you guys make the Kobe legacy absurd when you talk about him top five, when you talk about him above LeBron, when you talk about him above Shaquille O'Neal, who carried him to three of his five titles. But Kobe Bryant was the second best player on those three Shaq championship teams. No one's arguing. He's not. Yeah. Kobe Bryant was a top two player on five championship teams. I don't think Derek Jeter was a top-two player on any championship team. He's somewhere in the 90s in career war. I'm about to start a fucking TikTok series called Sports Takes That Shouldn't Be Controversial But Are Controversial Because the Internet's a Cesspool of Garbage. Pete Rose, infinitely better career than Derek Jeter. And... Had the, had a very same, had a very similar role in what they did, right? Table setters on multiple championship teams in front of stacked lineups. That that let's be honest, that was Derek Jeter's role. Sure, that was Pete Rose's role. Big Red Machine table setter, stacked lineup, get on base, score. Okay, Pete Rose has three batting titles a league MVP, and 600 more hits than Derek Jeter. Now, we know why Pete Rose isn't in the Hall of Fame, but if you go around and you ask Pete Rose or Derek Jeter, the whole world will tell, tell you Derek Jeter, and the whole world is insane. You're a Cincinnati guy. I was just arguing this the other day. Derek Jeter's career war is 94, I believe. 94 wins above a replaced player. Joe Morgan's is 102. Joe Morgan had an MVP. A league MVP. Joe Morgan title teams. No one's out there claiming... Adam Schein just claimed Derek Jeter's the greatest shortstop of all time. Find a, find a single baseball player alive today outside of the city of Cincinnati and maybe myself who would say Derek Jeter wasn't better than Joe Morgan and all of them are wrong.
1: Yeah. Well, it's
2: a 15th best player of basketball history. That's about where Derek Jeter lands at his position that he couldn't field.
1: Well, Morgan was second baseman, right? Yeah. I mean, it is crazy. I think if you really think about it.
2: Both great. Both fantastic players. Both very Hall of Fame
1: deserving. What did you say Jeter's war was?
2: I believe it was like 96 or 94, something like that. You can look it up. And he's in the 90s or the 60s and something like that in career war. Career war leaders. Wins above replacement players. Derek Cheater is. 90, 94. Sorry. 94.
1: Yeah. 71.3 wins. So he's right. Ar- he's right. around. He's right around Larkin. Larkin 70 and a half. Yeah. No shit. Which is interesting. Now, the other thing is
2: there's a million, there's 50 different fucking equations for war. Sure. But Joe Morgan, if you go to this, this is baseball reference. Yeah. Joe Morgan, a hundred. So literally 30% more.
1: Pete Rose is 65th overall.
2: With the batting titles, with the MVP, with more hits,
1: Yeah, you know, when I heard the call, I was like, "hmm, this is a good one. It's tough to disagree with your argument about Jeter being more overrated or more propagandized. It's really tough.
2: I mean, just like just let's just go let's just go uh baseball reference war. Okay, let's take let's take guys. Let's take a guy. No, uh, no steroid complaints, right? No steroid complaints in the same realm. I mean Barry Larkin, fine. Barry Larkin's below. Uh, Rafael Pomeros, but Larry, Larry Walker. Larry Walker. What are we gonna do? Coors is that the excuse? Okay, Jim Tomei. Let's go ahead. Jim Tomei. They say steroids on him. Oh, Jesus. Reg, Reggie Jackson, Yankee, higher career war, won an MVP in New York.
1: God, I, could I, do it in New York. Could you? He, here, here's my here's my could thing about with all the things. My thing about Jeter is where was his. Where is his farewell tour? He, he was so bad defensively. That's half the game. That, that's my thing. Like, you can't argue that. So when you, when you bring up these guys who say he's the greatest shortstop of all time, it's laughable. It's idiotic. It's just wrong. You, you can't tell me that you sucked. Like, he sucked. Kobe did not suck on defense. You know, it's half the game. Like, Jeter sucked. Defensively, he was awful. That's half the game.
2: Now, uh, the, the important thing with Jeter's defense is this. He wasn't awful in that he was like booting balls. You know, he was a solid defender. Where he was awful is in he didn't get to shit. So cool on a team. Where are you fucking mash? So here's a fun, here's a fun Derek Jeter fact. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up just to see where we're at Derek Jeter and Tony Gwynn played the same amount of seasons. I'm gonna pull up Tony Gwynn's stats just so I have it right. Tony Gwynn played total games, 2440. Derek Jeter, total games. They both played 20 seasons. Twenty-seven hundred forty-seven. Okay, so he played three hundred more games. Derek Cheater had two thousand more plate appearances than Tony Gwynn. Two thousand, and he's got like two hundred more hits. Do the math on a guy who had three thirty-eight. He had one more double than Tony Gwynn. Yeah. When you're on a team that absolutely fucking mashes and you lead off and you get five at bats a game because all you do is fucking stockpile sluggers, you're going to score a lot of runs. You're going to get a lot of hits. Yeah. And you can just be meh at shortstop because they'll go, they'll go get a better shortstop and he'll cover all the left side of the infield at third base. They got, I mean, Gold Glove shortstop, a Gold Glove third baseman that they had over the years just in Jeter's thing. Robin Ventura, elite defensive third baseman. A-Rod, better shortstop than Jeter playing third base. Cano, elite second base defender. Chuck Knobloch, multiple Gold Glove until he got the Yips defender. Just constantly surrounding the guys so that he could just stand there and, and field every ball hit directly to him, unless a ball got hit to his backhand, in which case he would have to do some fucking Marvel movie Avengers fucking move just to throw a guy out. Turned into fucking Black Widow if a ball gets hit to his right. <laughs> All right let's do it. The jump, throw. the jump throw is absurd. You know why no one does it? It's ludicrous.
1: Let's do a non-sports call. This one's been sitting there for I think 30 days. I think it's at its max.
4: Hey Joe and Andy. This is Derek, the number one ranked Hudson Valley dirt Calling in today with a non-sports question. So with Top Gun 2 coming out, and I finally got around to seeing it, solid 9.8 out of 10. My question is, what's a movie that was great but never had a sequel? to follow up its greatness. And then what is probably the worst sequel to any movie that you personally thought was great? Mm -hmm. Thanks, guys. And condoms are for people that have those blue line Punisher bumper stickers. You are all closeted gay men. Stay dirty, boys.
2: (laughs) Honestly, I would just like to say that that is offensive to gay men. Those guys. I didn't know what
1: he meant. Okay, so... Worst sequels. I mean, this that could be easy to to great movies like yeah. uh, Jaws two. Come on, man! Like Jaws is a great movie, right? Jaws two. Here's a sports related one. Major League two. Major League was R. Major League two is PG. Major League two
2: is really really bad. In, really in compar- bad compared to one. Really bad. Um, were we talking about? Did he want bet he wanted movies that should have had sequels that didn't and worst sequels, right? Correct. Okay, because obviously the, the, we, the, we, we know we know some of the best
1: sequels. The first one's tough because I would argue if a movie's great, why does it need a sequel? Right,
2: but obviously, movies are great, so when movies are great, they tend to make like if if there's like, the ability to like make
1: you want to see a good fellas too
2: there's a godfather too which is great yeah that was the that was the rest of the story but like obviously you know you tend to get sequels on movies that could be franchised and whatever you know um I'm trying way, I'm,
1: rest in peace Paul Paul Sorby now what's up yeah. with all the gangsters dying man the guys who played gangsters
2: I mean I think it's just a matter of like when gangsters if you think about you think so about so Godf- many though but you think about the Godfather, right? We just talked. We just talked about Godfather, Godfather Two, right? Godfather came out in nineteen seventy-two. Godfather put. Godfather is Godfather is the, the 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 Big Bang Theory of gangster films, right? Like, and not by the show. I mean the Big Bang, right? Like that's when. After that, how many gangster films are made after that?
1: Well, look how many have passed away recently.
2: I'm saying, but I'm saying. Think about it this way: guys who were old enough to appear in gangster movies starting in the 70s and the 80s are who's getting to be that age.
1: It's depressing. I'll be honest. It's depressing for me.
2: You gotta, you know, you come you're in goodfellas in the 90s and you're playing a 50-year-old gangster, you're dead now. That's how it works.
1: I know, but so many from goodfellas to the godfather to Sopranos, like we're losing a lot of these. Guys, man,
2: here's a movie that I feel like is so beloved and could have a uh, could have a sequel. The Big Lebowski. There's there's more story there. Now I know the the Coen Brothers aren't going to make that movie. But they could. There's more story. There, you know, Jeffrey Lebowski's got more. The dude's got more stories in him. Hmm. I'm trying to think of worst sequels ever.
1: Major League's a good one. Oh, dude. It's terrible. Like I said, I mean, you you just don't go. And the thing
2: is, is the the, uh, Major League 2 isn't a horrible movie. It's just horrible in comparison to its original. Sure.
1: Teen Wolf 2. You know, it's funny you bring that up. I've actually never seen that all the way through. The one with Jason Bateman.
2: Yeah, it's. I mean, Team Wolf's a good movie. It's a great movie. Team Wolf Two is Jason Bateman's like a college boxer. Like they they're boxing with headgear, college boxing, of all things. I'm going through the worst movie. That's that's really that's a really bad
1: one. I mean, Jaws Two. He dies. He gets, Jaws gets electrocuted at the end. He bites a thing.
2: I'm going to say this. This is going to be, this is going to be, this is, you might, you might not agree with this one. This could be controversial, especially to men of our age, but in the, in the same way that major league just doesn't compare. The major league two just doesn't compare karate kid Two. It's fine. No, I agree. That's actually a, karate, a fair assessment. Karate Kid 1 is
1: so good. I mean, Karate Kid 2, the final scene is so ridiculous. Yeah. They're trapped and they're fighting for death. Yeah. <laughs> and all yeah. the all the people are doing, turning that thing. I mean, the premise for Karate Kid 2 is pretty wild. The guy has been holding a grudge against Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. For like 50 years. Yeah. And his nephew hates somebody he's never met and they greet him at the airport i mean think think about it Karate kid 2 is wild and Karate kid 3 is even more wild
2: here's here's another really good one i'm just going through the worst sequels of all time here's another really good one this is this is this is like the uh this is the um this is the movie equivalent of jordan retiring peyton leaving the colts lebron leaving the cleveland cavaliers Speed Two. Speed, gray movie. You take Keanu Reeves out of Speed, Speed Two is awful.
1: Who was in Speed Two? Jason Patrick, and
2: it happens on a fucking like cruise ship or something.
1: I don't even. I never saw it. Clearly it's horrible.
2: Everything remains the same. It's it's literally it's literally Peyton Manning on the Colts. You remove Keanu from the Colts, just no fucking zero wins
1: you, you you mean jason patrick is uh curtis jason painter
2: Pat- yeah jason patrick is curtis painter
1: is uh
2: jason patrick is
1: rookie who's the, who's the villain in it i don't even remember i didn't even, i swear i didn't even know they did a speed too
2: this is this is a good list i love that they I, put poli- police academy four on the list like guys get how many police
1: listen By the way, this Uh, is a podcast of itself. Shittiest movie sequels. You could review a movie sequel every week and talk about how bad it was. That's unbelievable. Do we have time for one more call?
3: Sure.
2: Let's see what other Joe Prano thinks. What's that? Let's see what other Joe Prano thinks about it. (laughs)
4: Yeah, he's ready for it.
1: Okay, let's do it. What's
4: going on, boys? Kyle Arnowski calling back once again from beautiful Tom's over in New Jersey. You know, the 1998 Little League World Series champions. I uh, just saw on Twitter that the LA Kings announced their plans to retire uh, Captain Dustin Brown's number 23, and build a statue uh, in his honor outside of Crypto.com Arena. Um, this is what was crazy to me, is the statues that are already there are Wayne Gretzky, okay, obviously, I guess, Luke Robitaille, great player, Shaq, Magic, Kareem, Elgin Baylor, Jerry West, and Oscar De La Hoya all already have statues there. I mean, statues, you guys have talked about it, completely jumped the shark. But, I mean, is this just because the Lakers are such a legendary, you know, organization, had so many, uh, you know, icons go through there? Um, or is this to, to sell, you know, a, a merch pack and to sell out the game that it's unveiled? I mean, New York Mets, we have one statue. New Jersey Devils, three Stanley Cups in nine seasons. One statue. Martin Bordeaux, that's it. We had a great captain for years. A bunch of guys won all three Cups here. One statue. You do all the number of retirements you want, but these statues, man, I don't know. Kind of fraudulent. That's it. Condoms are for statues, I guess.
1: So I think it's an interesting question. About all the statues. I think
2: the stat. Yeah, I think the you do devalue a statue, the more, more, the more of
1: them you put up. And I heard they're going to add Lisa Leslie. I mean, that's a lot of statues. Yeah. Now the, the. And he he didn't real quick. He didn't include the announcers. Chick Hearn, former Lakers, longtime Lakers announcer and Bob Miller, former longtime Kings announcer.
2: To me, the idea that you do, like you can retire numbers, you retire the microphone, you th- that that's like that's one level. Statues is a whole other level. To me, you have to be like I I, I don't almost argue you have to be the greatest player in the history of the organization to get a statue, and then the only other time you get a statue is if somebody else comes along and tops you.
1: And you know, they're going to get a Kobe one too. Well, we know that to me, basketball wise. I'm not even sure. I'll, I'll be totally
2: honest with you. I'm not even sure. Shaq should have a statue. I agree. He played
1: eight years for the Lakers.
2: I mean, listen, Shaq. Shaq is a elite. I mean, Shaq's in my top 10 of all time, but it's like, what does it, you know, I mean, how many, how many titles did Kareem have with the Lakers? Like, to me, you start with Magic Johnson. If Kareem had been up before Magic, okay, you add, like, I don't know.
1: Well, you, you know, you know, there's a problem like that here in Cincinnati,
2: like the, like honestly Gretzky should be the only hockey statue they have i sure. Ro- Robita- i'm not a huge hockey fan but i but but the 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 Gretzky robotai era of the kings is the o- like the only time in my life i have paid attention to hockey with some sort of real seriousness shout out to nhl 94 on sega genesis but you really you really shouldn't have a statue besides Gretzky. I almost think you don't do Shaq and therefore you don't do Kobe. If you want to do Kareem and magic, I guess you do. But like, to me, if I'm the Lakers, it's like, it's magic. It's Gretzky. It's Oscar De La Hoya. Sure. I guess if you got to do Lisa Leslie, you do Lisa Leslie, but then that makes sense. It's it's almost like your Mount Rushmore of LA sports. But, dude, you do this. You go to you go to San Francisco. You've been to the ballpark with me there. Sure. There's, there's a Willie May statue. There's a Juan Marichal statue. I believe there's another fucking... There's a McCovey statue, which they have McCovey Cope. I believe there's also a statue. You're like, how many fucking statues do you guys have?
1: Well, I was, dude, what, what's going on with the Reds? The problem is the Reds have too many good players for a while. So the Reds have bench morgan rose frank robinson like i don't have a problem with those here's you know,
2: what the fu- here's what the fucking reds should have the reds should have a fucking iwo jima of the big red machine you know what i mean put yeah. up these guys as a fucking statue
1: but then they also have like frank robinson who i think his first maybe nine or ten years worth the reds ted kluzinski like come on ernie lombardi joe nuxall it's like I mean, I think the Reds might have eight or nine statues. Like, what are you doing?
2: And honestly, I hate to say it, but like, the Yankees have a monument park. Do it that way. If you're gonna put a fucking ten statues, have a monument park. Put everybody's bust in your little fucking hall of fame.
1: Yeah, I said outside oh,
2: the fucking stadium.
1: Yeah, statues can be overrated. Here, we're gonna put that under overrated. You can't. You can't have half the big red machine like you're saying. And like what in
2: Seattle, in Seattle think they've retired it but like seattle should have a griffey statue the end what the fuck are we talking about here
1: no jay Buhner? jay Buhner.
2: i mean i think they might have an edgar one that's the thing
1: well oscar de la jolla that's just ridiculous he's a native of LA, I, so you I have, don't.
2: I know nothing about did it. worse did he have prize fights there at fucking Staples or anything like? That? I don't know any about any of all. That I don't shit.
1: either. But I just th- I don't know. I would say he didn't. I bet most of his fights were Las Vegas.
2: But like if you go through, I mean, we're talking. we this is baseball and bad. Like, but, but you know, baseball seems to be more stunned, But for most sports, you should be able to be like, hey, this person, and they're like, yeah, statue or no statue, and 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 then that's really it. Like, if I just go, oh, uh, Braves, who should have... Who, what statues should they have outside of Braves? Hank Aaron. That's it. We're done here. Chipper Jones, great player. Greg Maddox, probably the greatest pitcher in modern history. You don't get a statue, dude. Played for the Cubs. Played for the Cubs again. Played for the Dodgers. Played for the Padres. Also, sorry, but Hank Aaron, black guy, south, home run king. Like... He just he just tops you in in in, in terms of statue legacy. Tony oh, yeah. Gwynn, one statue. Tony Gwynn, San Diego, one statue. Yeah, that's it. You're done. What are we talking about here?
1: Who would be the statue for the Detroit Lions? Barry Sanders,
2: probably. Maybe it should just be Barry Sanders, Megatron, and Matt Stafford like walking out a tunnel their jerseys over their shoulders. Dan Campbell's like, you better lift those
1: statues if you want to practice.
2: It should be Dan Campbell middle of a fucking burpee.
1: You're going to do deadlifts with those statues or no one's practicing this week. Yeah, I agree, though, with the sentiment. You can't go crazy on the statues.
2: Or else you like, this this is why we retire jerseys. The fuck are we doing here?
1: Yeah. All right. Hotline 310-359-8365. Give us a ring. Share your thoughts. We'll get back to you. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the dirty sports. I am available at Andy Ruther. I am available at Joe Prano on all social
2: media. Uh, you know, follow me on Instagram, follow me on TikTok. Maybe we're going to start doing overrated, underrated hot takes. It shouldn't be hot takes, but people are accessible to human garbage. Uh, We are still on cameo, just did a cameo for a dirt ball. Don't know if it's been delivered yet from another dirt ball. So I won't say who it is, but love doing birthday shout outs on the cameo. I'm over there. I'm still on Twitter at fix your life. And I've got shows coming up most notably in order. uh, I'm doing a show next weekend in Glendale. Uh, with our good friend Lyle Barrons, uh, he's got a new show at a wine bar. You've done a Lyle Barrons wine bar show with me. We had a great time up in Oakland, I think, when we did it together. Yeah, that was fun. I've got I've got August 25th at the Hollywood Improv. That's the one you want to come to if in your if you're in LA. Uh, it's gonna be a long set, um, a uh, lineup of my friends. August 25th at the Hollywood Improv Lab. August 25th at the Hollywood Improv Lab. August 25th at the Hollywood Improv Lab. Come see me. And then, of course, I will be in Vegas at the end of August, right after that. August 29th to September 4th, I believe, at the Comedy Cellar in Las Vegas.
1: What casino is that at? That's at the Rio. Okay. My old stomping ground. I worked there.
2: You worked at the Rio. I yeah. ha- I've never been to the Rio. That's where is me and- crazy. Unless, that's where I- me- unless I've been while blackout, I don't think I've ever been to the Rio. That's
1: where me and Tug stayed when we did our quick day trip. Fun fact: When I was working there, Prince had just signed. It was very short-lived for a residency at the Rio. And the rumor, when I was working there, was that he had requested every light bulb be changed out. They have this master, like master palatial suite that that Elton John would stay at because the Rio is also owned by Caesars, and Elton John had that deal with Caesars. He would always fill in for uh, Celine Dion. Anyway, the rumor was that he wanted every light bulb changed to purple. Wow. Sounds like a wives' tale. I don't know. Yeah. That was the rumor that Prince wanted that. I don't know. Didn't last too long. though. I don't know what happened. They're like, we can't afford the light bulbs. You're out. We're
2: moving on. (laughs) We'll put up a statue for you, though. (laughs) Exactly. In honor of the four concerts, played. Staples, like, oh yeah, you should. That makes sense. Attracts. <laughs> Staples, yes. is like, we're putting up a Michael Majid eating Nacho helmet statue. <laughs> By the way, if if Staple if Staples is just not gonna give a fuck, can we get Chris Wilde podcasting for the Clippers statue?
1: Amazing.
2: Can we get a Chris Wilde dancing on the Jumbotron clipcast statue?
1: Amazing.
2: I demand, I demand Chris Wilde get his due. Chris Wild, underrated.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, let's wrap it up. That's our show today. We'll be back on Monday, August. That's right. New month. You guys have a great weekend. Stay smart. Stay safe. And most importantly, stay dirty.